Hey loves, welcome to the Soul Sisters in Sydney podcast, hosted by me, Camilla Drummer. And me, Annabelle Kiley. Every week we'll be sharing our conversations, unpacking our experiences as we navigate through life and try and become (laughs) better versions of ourselves. We want this to be a space where you can feel like you can learn to be your most authentic self. So come along and enjoy the ride. (laughs) (laughs) So Bells, I am dying to find out what's your relationship like? (laughs) <laughs> I'm dying to find out. Oh gosh, guys, we've been having a moment. It's quite late actually, that's probably why we're being silly. Yeah. Um but good to be back. Um we're back with a brand new track. We're not back again. <laughs> so this week we are having our first interviewee. Um Oh my god, so exciting. Yeah, which is fun. And this we have kind of been talking about between ourselves, probably casually, um, and now come I think you're looking to it like a bit more seriously about our relationship with alcohol. I've just been kind of curious about it for a while. I think we have such a strong connection to alcohol through every part of like society from like uni the drinking culture especially in england through the going out through the meeting people even through like the dating meeting friends like everything is about dating is drink 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 it's like oh like you feel awkward go for a drink like it'll be okay like if you're on a bad date like have some more alcohol like everything's so tied to alcohol and i've just been kind of feeling the shift within myself when it's starting to impact just things I love. So I found that whether it's breathwork or spin or all these other things in my life, it brings me so much joy and alcohol's just not worth it. And it's a compromise and like the trade-off that makes yeah, you... Yeah, just not worth it. And while I don't think I have like a super negative addiction to alcohol, I think we're all a little bit addicted to alcohol in the sense of whether it's escapism or, oh, I've had a shit day today, I'm going to go go for a drink. Yeah, it is definitely society yeah. and a socially driven mm. way to I don't know, let off some steam and mm. catch up with people and celebrate. It's all tied to alcohol, so. Yeah, how's your relationship with alcohol, would you say? Like, do you feel like what I'm saying with all like the, the pressure of the UK and Australia, feel like they're very similar? I mean, I would say, the pr- I wouldn't say it's like a pressure but I would say I feel like socialising is heavily tied to it. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, I've been pressured in some instances. Like, I'm happy, like, not having a drink midweek, mm. but I would say my weekends are more mm. drinking-focused, and I'd say I do spend most weekends drinking, and mm. then I'll have... The other one, I'm like, oh, let's have a weekend off because I'm fed up of just yeah. drinking, doing the same things. And, and it's kind of hard to find things that don't involve alcohol. It's everything, everything. Gets, even the, yeah. the cinema now, you can go have a drink and have it during, like, everything's so tied to it. And I mean, it is, it is fun, and I do, mm. I do think, like... I've yeah, had, we're not demonising alcohol. Yeah. Like, I think it, it can... And I still enjoy space. it. And I have had, like... I just... I'd probably say I'm hitting a point where, like, once a week, rather than maybe before I'd be doing three nights drinking yeah. quite heavily which isn't a good thing but I definitely say like, I'm more happy now to just limit it and have have those weekends off mm. 
um, where probably before I didn't really see it as an option or I'd find yeah. it like an impossible task to have a weekend off. But yeah. yeah, I just think I want to put my time and energy, like you said, into other things. Mm. But I definitely, I'm not at the wanting to eliminate it point, but I would yeah. like to maybe more balanced. Yeah, well, that's great because I think it's great that we have a, both diff- a slightly different view on it. Um, before we go on, before we forget, um, should we do our quotes? Yes. Yes. What's your quote of the week? Tell the people. (laughs) Do you want to go first? Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, mine's really short, actually. Um, It's just something that's reposted. Like, you know when they post it on Instagram, but it's in, like, the... Like, it's a text, like, a text conversation. I love that. (laughs) And it's... It was a question. So, which is more important? The journey or the destination? And the reply is the company. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we just get so caught up in... Once you get past the oh, the destination, once you stop focusing on that and you're so absorbed in the journey, you just forget, like, the people around you make it what it is. And if you strip the journey and you strip the destination and you're just left with the people around you, like, how fab would that be anyway? Yeah, or, like, it should, be, it should be fab, I think. It's like that... Um film is like into the wild right it's all about like he's like solo traveler and then it kind of turns out it's like it's it's all about like who you share it with and who you Aww. share those memories with and that's more important than this amazing journey that you went on wow and i think it can be true like so like we have these amazing memories traveling and then sometimes you're like you'll go to an amazing place but you wouldn't have as an amazing experience because you didn't meet certain people and certain places like are really incredible because you met such great people like 100% I agree mm. it is the connections you make connections so what's your quote of the week slap me in the face <laughs> um well this is tied to the topic that we're on and it's um you gain nothing from beating yourself up for mistakes that you've already made try to be kind to yourself when you fail and look for opportunities of growth before you look for reasons to be upset with yourself yeah beating yourself up for like mistakes you've made maybe whether you have had you know some bad experiences that mm. and, or just in like just in ge- like general life I think it's you know not beating yourself self up and looking for the opportunities of growth mm. is important and I think it's really interesting to hear her journey and how she's dealt with growth and mm. how I it's so different for everyone yeah. yeah oh I love that is there anything that you're beating yourself up over that you can look at and be like, oh, okay, this is just great. Maybe like the whole job stuff and career and like, yeah, like fuck, you're beating yourself up, but oh my god, you're like actually like you're like I want more and I'm gonna get more. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many areas in life, like even I don't, letting my like fitness journey go a bit, and you know mm. you can beat yourself up or you can learn like actually maybe I just need to segue into like you know trying different things and yeah, yeah. Use it as an opportunity. Yeah. So oh, I love that. So, 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 so excited to introduce Taylor Gorman. So a bit, a little bit about Taylor before I ask her to take, take the floor. Um, I met Taylor through Spin at Vicious Cycle and she's just a fabulous human. And me and Bells have wanted to interview her for a while because she shared this really interesting journey or she's just been having this really interesting journey with alcohol. 
and I'll let her do the talking. But yay, welcome Taylor. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm so honoured to be your first interview on your podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you so much. How's your day been? Yeah, it's been good. I've just been at spin, <laughs> which is exciting always. So yeah, it's been good and I'm very excited to have this conversation. A little bit nervous, but yeah. yeah. I think I think it's a really important conversation to have. It is. Especially the society's focus on alcohol, on consumption, us being kind of quote-unquote backpackers in Australia, but also just in our 20s. I think there's so much pressure to drink. Every, so many social settings require drinking. And I love this term that you actually introduced uh, about being sober curious. And so I guess, yeah, just kick off a little bit more about you about your journey sort of with alcohol and yeah just a bit of context around you so people know what to expect sure um so i'm originally from scotland from glasgow um uh like yourselves i moved to sydney about four and a half years ago um so i would have been 25 at the time so Mm. sort of in that mid-20s just having a great time doing the backpacker thing um and then yeah i guess I guess in general my 20s was probably like a lot of people a lot of drinking a lot of partying I would definitely have identified myself as a party girl um and I'm sure a lot of other people would have too yeah definitely (laughs) Um, what does party girl kind of mean to you I think to me it's like the girl who um you know goes quite hard drinking always says yes um it's out most weekends very loud, very in your face, and doesn't really know when to stop. Interesting. Um, yeah. And how often would you say you were drinking? Like, is it every weekend? Were you going out in the week as well? Um, so I would say I was very much like a weekend drinker, binge drinker. I was I was never really been a person who sits at home and has a glass of wine. It was always mm. parties, clubs, that kind of thing. All or nothing kind of energy, 100%. which I think is part of the culture of back in back in the UK. Yeah. And I think Australia is quite similar. It's, it's, yeah, you wouldn't have a glass of wine at home, but suddenly you're necking, like, two bottles of wine on the weekend. And it's like, where's, where's yeah. the kind of middle ground? Yeah, it was definitely, yeah, as you say, it was definitely an all or nothing thing. And I think I sort of for a long time thought that that was okay because Monday to Friday I was very balanced and could keep it together. Went to uni, got a good grad job, like, mm. you know, kind of, kind of ticking off all the things that you would want to tick off. Yeah, yeah, um, life things. But I would say that I was doing that in spite of drinking. Like, mm. the drinking definitely wasn't helping, and it was sort of, yeah. But I thought it was okay because I was managing to keep this life that yeah. looked in balance and then doing this at the weekends, which was interesting. And it, it's it's kind of normalised as well, isn't it? And yeah. it's so interesting. You, you don't see it as a problem because you're like, yeah, well, I've, I've got a good job. Like, I've, I've got all these life checklist things ticked off. Like, why is it a problem if I go out on the weekend? And I drink to excess to a point where I'm uncomfortable and I don't like don't like it or don't like myself. Not that I'm putting words in your mouth. Yeah. Um, well, what was the, what was the point maybe that you thought this is a problem? Because when everyone's doing it, which I feel a lot of people are doing the same thing, mm. like especially like uni uni's a big drinking culture. Um, but even just like just the weekend, there's always an excuse for a drink, and especially backpacking. I think it's quite yeah. It's tr- the traveling culture is very drink, mm. especially Asia. I found, but yeah, what when did you get to a point where you clocked it and you thought this isn't serving me? So it definitely wasn't. I think it's always been something that I've thought 
was a bit of a problem, but it's not something that I ever wanted to address because um, the other side of it seemed too hard. So giving it up yeah. seemed too hard. Then I came mm. to Sydney, had the first 18 months in Sydney, had a very, very good time, was partying a lot, a lot of alcohol. Um, and then I had a quite a difficult breakup in Sydney. Um, and after that, it sort of spiraled a little bit where I was drinking a lot and going out a lot, which is kind of normal during, like, you know, once you've been in a breakup, yeah. you're single, you're going out and having oh God, fun. you're just picking everything. You're like, emotionally yeah. drinking. <laughs> I even went through, like, a workaholism. Like, I was really throwing myself. Oh, I wish I'd done that. Even more into work, but also heavily drinking. So I'm like, oh, how am I going to do all this? <laughs> it's just tired with sort of being single. You go out more, yeah. you're mm. saying yes to keep yourself busy to anything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was the thing, obviously, you, you start going out and you put a lot more effort into friendships and going out and all that kind of stuff. But I found that I hadn't processed any of that relationship or any of that breakup. Mm. Um, and I found that it was coming out every sing- single time I was drinking. So it became that it wasn't fun anymore, you know. It was like, like a, something that you used to numb yourself. 100%. And what would come out when you're drinking? Because they do say it's a bit like a truth serum. You know, and they say, like, what the person you are when you're drunk. Yeah. The things that come out and I don't necessarily agree with that I think I've, <laughs> I'm not always I think sometimes I look back and thought who the hell was that yeah but there yeah. is an element of like something that you're mm. suppressing even it's yeah. an extreme version of that thing you're suppressing suppressing maybe you've suppressed it so hard that this person that comes out yeah. is an extreme version yeah I think I was just really sad like yeah. obviously after the breakup mm. I think it was quite it was quite a tumultuous relationship so I think there was it wasn't just the breakup I had to process it was kind of the, the whole um, duration of it yeah. and basically what happened was I would just go out and get drunk and then just cry to my friends and it would happen week on week and it just was to the point where I wasn't being that fun party girl anymore I was just the girl being the sad party girl the sad party girl the sad breakup girl yeah and I I just got to a point where I realised I was like this relationship's over if I'm going to get any better I'm going to have to do things for myself I'm going to have to work out how to make myself feel better and I just realised if I kept going this way life in 10 years wasn't going to look like what I wanted to look like and yeah I think it always has yeah. an expiry date I think yeah when, mm. yeah so that was kind of what happened there and then um I had eight months of strict sobriety um so what made you go cold turkey because that's a big moment I think like you said it's so hard to even go out and someone's not like oh my god are you not drinking mm. and you're like you have to kind of back yourself like we've got a friend that she would lie when she was trying to give up alcohol. She would lie and just say, "Yeah, like this is vodka and soda." And it, like yeah, a lot mm. of people just, just lie because of the pressure or the pressure. Because it's not just the pressure from yourself; it's literally from other people that put that pressure on you. So how how yeah. did you go cold turkey? So I actually started seeing someone, um, mm. which is for another day. Um, but yeah, I started. Yeah, so She's I, trying to get back on the podcast. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> dating with Taylor. God. No, I have absolutely no advice on that one. Um, so I, yeah, I quite quickly started seeing someone else. So I think that was also another thing that I did. But um, that person actually came into my life at a really, really good time. Um, he was also looking to give up alcohol at the time. And I really think that wow. it was really, we're, all, we're not in each other's lives anymore. Um, we're, we're all on good terms. But it was a really, really good time, for, I think, for both of us to meet each other mm. and do that together. 
Um, so I think I was quite lucky in the sense that I had someone close to me who was going through the same journey. Yeah. Um, but it was extremely difficult because I was still quite, I'm still quite a sociable person and I still wanted to go to mm-hmm. events and And the identification and of party 100%. girl, like the positives are like, you know, you're super fun, mm-hmm. you're extrovert, you're like, everyone wants to be with you and get to know you and you're out and you're actually having a good time. Like it's, it's fun being the party girl. Like yeah. nobody can deny that. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is fun, but. I love, I, I really, yeah, I think I cherish that part of my identity a lot in my 20s I mean I'm still I'm just in my still in my 20s but yeah um, I'm I'm very much coming to the end um (laughs) but yeah so it was very hard giving that up but it's very hard thinking am I still fun like am I still can I still be that fun girl without alcohol and in some cases yes you can be but I think you have to go through a process of realizing that some of the things that you used to do Mm. aren't for you anymore interesting yeah. what what did you feel that was and wasn't for you personally was there was it sort of like the extreme we're just drinking I don't know like the bottomless events did you think they're not for me or yeah was it the situation was it the way you were acting it dep- I think a big thing for me was the people and the intention of the event so okay. for me I can still go to bottom or I, I whenever I am not drinking like I can still go to bottomless brunches and have a good time um, if it's the right people and the right intention and I know mm. that I'm going to get something out of that day that isn't just drinking so yeah. if I'm making new connections or you know building connections I already have with with really good people but then there can be other things where I just think I'm not even sure I can pinpoint it I think you just know like mm. you know when you get an invitation to something you know that that phrase like if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no love that phrase that, I actually think that's the way we should live our life because it's yeah. so true yeah and I think that's something over the past couple of years I've really had to realize that if I'm gonna be the funnest happiest version of myself at that event I have to want to go sober mm. um and if I don't you have to sort of you do sometimes have to decline things or think, yeah, look, I'll meet you and do something else with you, but what you're doing there just isn't for me. I'm not going to have a good time. Like, yeah, I, I can be around drunk people, though. Um, I, don't I think it's important that. as well, because cold turkey, I think, is amazing to learn it. Um, but I think it's we are in a heavily drinking society, mm-hmm. so I think it's sometimes not rea- realistic. Mm-hmm to just avoid going out and avoid being around alcohol because how long can that last? Yeah. Just going back a bit, I love yeah. what you said about kind of like, the, it, it sounds very intuitive, like you will know, like tapping into what situation, what event is right for you. And I guess it does come down to the people. Yeah. Just because I, I was actually in an event on the weekend where it was, I don't want to put labels on things, but they were like basically more spiritually inclined and there wasn't like this pressure to drink like a few people were drinking but people doing like drumming and people just having a great time i was drinking water and drinking tea (laughs) and i was just eating the food and i was having the best time yeah and there was a dj and it was amazing and i think maybe it was because i was around this these people where i could have a better conversations with and we were talking about the world and life so i felt like i didn't need to drink almost or I didn't have like oh this conversation's really boring because yeah. sometimes I think when the company's crap that's that, that can make people drink more I think or not and not in a rude way crap I don't know whether you, this resonates with you but maybe it's not it's just not people that you easily get along with yeah. or it's people that you're just filling time with yeah I find that that's when 
you kind of want to get a bit drunk or like on a date where it's not that great and you're like oh god give me like a bottle of wine to like get through this day some people need it when they're meeting new people to Mm. become like that most extroverted version of their self so it does but i'm sorry you didn't meet these this was like the first First time i was meeting all of them i just felt like a i've also just been going on a journey myself i think we've talked obviously before about it but more and more recently i'm like i just don't think it even serves me that much anymore stories like yours are like inspiring because i do think it's really like rigid drinking culture yeah i think just to go back to something um so as i said i did that eight months yeah I would say then I did start going back to drinking and Mm. I think that's one thing so now I'm sort of in this space where I have a separation to alcohol I would say that Mm. it's not a main part of my life it's definitely not a weekend on weekend I go months without drinking I'm just it's it's I think it is quite difficult to go cold turkey I do think that's difficult and yeah I'm just not sure I think for everyone it's going to be different so for you Mm. it's you're starting to it sounds like you're starting to make that separation yeah from alcohol and I think that I did a different way where I went completely cold turkey then went back to it and realized it didn't serve me again Mm. some people need reminders I definitely need reminders so I go off it for a few months and then come back Mm. to it and then think nope that's why I don't do that anymore and then stop doing it again that's that's actually so much more relatable than Then you know the people that do just go cold turkey. Like yeah, yeah, never, never touch a drop again. It's like, well, that's great, but like, maybe you don't really have that much of a social life. Maybe you're a lot older. Or, or there yeah. are so many different situations that can allow that to happen. But I guess for us, where everything is like a high drinking culture, and even when you start to separate it, it's very prevalent in our society. And not everyone wants to like run off in, you know what I mean? Run off somewhere where they're not going out anymore or all this stuff. So I think. It's, it's just yet yeah, interesting your journey and do you find that when you are drinking again are you enjoying it or are you kind of like feeling guilty or what's the process like um yeah you I think that's something I do want to get across in this is you once you've gone off alcohol, people who are sober tend to count days right so they'll say mm-hmm. oh, I'm 365 days sober I'm a thousand days sober whatever yeah and the problem is that if you go and drink one day you then feel like you've let yourself down the next day and I think that's something that I'm trying to move away from is that you haven't failed at anything it's not Mm. it's not it doesn't need to be a black and white I drink or I don't drink it can be that you've just moved away from alcohol and alcohol sometimes comes into your life again because you've let it yeah and then you decide oh this doesn't work for me I'm not going to do it anymore and and then you stop again but yeah definitely you do definitely feel guilty or I definitely do anyway when I drink again um, but I think it's just about realising that you've gone on a journey and that you've gone a lot further and your life looks a lot different from what it would have a couple of years ago yeah, had and you not gone on that journey. And it's still so much progress, like, like compared to like maybe the nights that you'd have before, like maybe you'd have a drink this time, but it probably wouldn't go as out of control or you wouldn't behave in, in similar ways. So it's, yeah. it's just like celebrating the wins. Even yeah. if it's like a few ebb and flowing in and out, yeah, it's yeah. It's, what would you give like if what would you give someone as advice if someone's listening, that is sober curious and is starting to get the pull to, I'm not sure alcohol serves me anymore. Like I'm just not. I don't even like the person I am. How would you kind of what advice would you give them in taking those steps? Oh, I have so many points of advice in this one. <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, I think the first one is like. 
I found following um, like sober Instagram accounts and do you have any recommendations? I do I'll give you a whole list <laughs> I will put them in the description yeah, you can put them in the notes um, uh, reading some books on it I think the first thing is to know that you're not alone so mm. I don't know that many people around me I think it's only maybe only been in the last six months I've started mm. to know people who are sober curious or have issues with the relationship with alcohol I never really knew anyone that was going on this journey so I very much felt like there was something broken in me that I that, and yeah. I think there's so many people out there um, who have been on this journey and it's not necessarily all just people in AA there's this whole grey area drinking and sober curious thing um, that I think is really important mm. the know. middle ground yeah, it's again 100%. like it's not just you're either part of AA or, or you're absolutely fine with alcohol there is this middle ground of like are we just numbing? Are we escaping? And it's maybe not necessarily a problem because you've got a job and, you know, you just get a bit blinded on the blinded. <laughs> a bit steamy on the weekend. And, yeah, you say a bit of stupid things and you send some silly texts, but it's all it's all fun and games. But is it? Yeah. Well, I suppose it doesn't, like, it doesn't have to just have, be an addiction. It can just be, like, I don't know, a week, yeah, a reliance on it to yeah. be social. And if it, you've got to a point where you realise you're not yourself doing that anymore... Mm. or you want to be different in so yeah. many years time or whether it's a, some people it's a money thing some people it's mm. uh, moving away from certain groups of friends i suppose yeah. so yeah mm. so, and what did you find that like the books and the pages like taught you that you maybe felt i think the first thing is it made me realize that there's a lot of people out here going through the same thing um the other thing is when you come to this realization that you don't want to or a lot of people when they come to this realization they don't want to drink anymore they f it's because they feel a lot of guilt or shame about something that they've done mm. um you know it, it might be the, the fear what is it called the, the, the i call it the worries like the worry the sunday yeah. scaries the yeah. fear like oh my god what have i done what have i said how have i embarrassed myself bad batch of the worries <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad batch today. Yeah. anxiety yeah. that's not normal that's not a normal part of yeah. life but it's good I think the the Instagrams and the podcasts mm. and the books teach you to laugh about that guilt and shame. So a mm. lot of people, um, uh, there's there's a particular podcast where they call it the hot mess hoedown. And people, ju people, <laughs> that just, sounds great. people just write in like their shameful stories. And I felt, as I said, I felt so much shame and guilt about mm. the person that I was in my 20s. And obviously I still am that person. But she also had a really good time. Yeah. You know? and, she, and then I think back and it's like, the same as you guys it's like all the silly things that you did when you were drunk and all the friends that you still have and they still love you mm. even though you've done countless silly things and like probably been really rude to them I've probably been rude to pretty much all my best friends at some point sorry <laughs> um but you just think like she was still a nice person yeah she, she still, still managed like, was, she keeps some friends she held us together right <laughs> and maybe this was just your journey of like learning that because I do think like you do need to have the big wake-up calls. You need to have those moments of, fuck, yeah. like I fucked up. Because I think the greatest, not fear, but, like, being, like, in the middle where you don't feel that bad or you don't feel that good, like, that's that's the da a dangerous place to be because you don't want to change anything. And sometimes you need to blip. You need to have that moment of, like, gosh, I really do not feel good after that. Yeah. And then you make the change. Yeah, I think it, I've had a, a fair few times where I've not liked the person that I was presenting to the world and mm. it's been really difficult the next day or the next couple of weeks and the the apologies that you have to to give make it not worthwhile. Um, and sometimes those are good reminders, I think. Just 
you just want to present a different person to the world I think that's that like the mm-hmm. person that you build when you're sober you know and all the friendships that you make and all the great things that you do and then to go and ruin it or jeopardize it potentially by having a drink on a Saturday night just didn't really it wasn't yeah. worth it for me anymore or, or I say that mm. it's it's becoming not worth it it's not worth it yeah interesting yeah. I love that yeah I think it's quite powerful so how do you feel now when you like have a drink do you, would you say you drink less or like when you have like a month off and you go back to it is it for a reason for a celebration or is it just get, you think you know what I fancy a few how's your relationship now? yeah so I think that's probably where my journey is at the moment where I'm working out whether moderation is for me or not um I would I think I would love for to be able to say that I can moderate drinking and that I can go on a big night out and only have a few glasses of wine and that everyone else can drink to the heart's content and I'll stop that hasn't yet been the case for me mm. um if I'm in a cer- I think it's if you're in a certain situation where um you know you're all at lunch and you're only having a glass of wine and then everyone's going home I think I can do that but in a situation where I've had a few drinks and I have a free-for-all and I can do what I want, it's probably not going to happen. And that's been a difficult thing to accept mm. um, because yeah. it comes back to that all-or-nothing thing. But you know what? It's just listening to your body, listening to you. I think we get, once again, we always get caught up when we're comparing ourselves to other people's journeys and mm-hmm. you're like, I wish I could be that person. But it's okay if you're not, it's okay. And maybe you're not meant to be, maybe you're... Yeah meant to be learning something else and I think it's so I think it's amazing that you're just actually I guess not trying to force something on you and just honoring where you're at yeah I think I'm I'm definitely learning to be easier on myself so in terms of if I do drink not feel so guilty and just learn from it or see what happens that night and whether I can do things differently or or whatever that is um but yeah definitely very much still on that journey I wouldn't say that I'm sitting in a position to look back and say I've healed and sorted it all and know all the answers I actually just think it's so refreshing to hear that because I think you can hear these stories of like I've just yeah like I said I've gone cold like cold turkey sober blah blah and you're like well, that's great, but like, uh, what if I do want to drink sometimes? Like, can I? I am getting sober curious. I'm like, because it would get to a point where it would impact. Like, I used to teach Monday morning spin seven thirty, and if I went out Saturday, I love teaching spin. I get to Monday morning, I'm like, oh, like, and I wouldn't even be hungover, really, because it would be Saturday yeah. night out, and I'd be like, oh, like I'm tired, like I'm whatever, and I'm like, I love this, like I love teaching spin, and yet this thing that I love is now ruined because. I, I had too much to drink on Saturday and that's when for me it was like that's not worth it yeah it's just not worth it um what's your relationship with alcohol like so I definitely still I just do still enjoy a drink and I have started more recently to try and rein it in and um I was saying earlier like a bottle of bottle of brunches on a Sunday I'm like do I really need to do this and like yeah. but I do tend to find myself you know, going for one and staying out all night still. And I think for me, I'm getting to a point where it's like to the money side of things. And like, I just feel oh, like. It's so expensive I've a night spent, out here. Yeah, all my money on drink. Whereas, I mean, yeah, okay, we've all got the odd embarrassing story, but I don't feel, I feel like I actually have quite a good time drinking. It's not necessarily that for me, it's more the money side of it. And it's like, I can't be living 
week to week because I spend all my money on drink yeah. and I don't want to be doing that anymore and I don't yeah. want to I can power through a hangover quite well Bells like came to like breath work it's <laughs> yeah. 8am did breath work when they're like, along with her day like you, you she's the definition of power through I'm like through. I'm in bed don't even talk to me, me I'm too. just me dead too. but I think it's easy I think yours is difficult because you don't feel the repercussions of drinking yeah. that much. Whereas for me, I've woken up, I've got like 10 texts on my phone, people aren't talking to me and I can't get anything done that day. So I'm like, I have a clear problem, you know? Yeah. Whereas yours isn't necessarily, it's harder. I lose possessions. I'm really, really bad at that. I don't, That's and don't get, I'm not, it's not that I don't embarrass myself, of course I do, but like, not, like I'm just thinking nothing that I probably wouldn't do anyway. And I'm always just having a really good time. So for me, I'm like, I see alcohol as like, not that I need it to have fun, but it does enhance having a fun night. It will stop me getting to that point where I'm tired. I'll just keep going. I'm like, mm. where's the after party? I used to be really bad at home where I just couldn't call it. And I did go through that phase for a very long time where I was just like, the night can't end. I'm going to carry on and carry on. And I'm probably looking back, that's really a bit of a problem. But I'm getting better with calling it. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say that always goes Bell, that Bells, we'd like to say, we'd like catch up on our group chat. Like, so what adventure did Bells get up to last night? <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where it was always some adventure. And I was just sort of, a bit of thrill-seeking, you know, you just, <laughs> and it, like, you just sort of, you know, where, like, where's it going to take us? Like, you're meeting, you just make new friends and you just yeah. living your best life. But now I do definitely think it's like, come on, you've done the same nights out quite a few <laughs> times now. And, I want to make sh- like put like money into more traveling, not spending it all on alcohol, mm. doing new things, and as much as I can power on. Like I am noticing, like am I just a bit drained at these things? Like like hits Monday, Tuesday, and I'm like, I'm like, you just, I don't know. I kind of think you're just coasting through the work days yeah. to yeah. get to the. And it's not like you're not as present, and you're not as I don't. I just don't feel as as myself as myself. And when you, when you feel how you feel when you've like gone to the gym or done um, like meditation like being like your ideal morning whatever that includes for you like sunrise dip and you feel how good that feels and you're like but I can feel like this every day like why wouldn't I choose this most of the time that's where I'm getting to I'm like why wouldn't I want to feel like that and why wouldn't I want to have more sleep and it's actually really interesting but the effect of alcohol on your on your sleep is mad like your REM or something I need to actually look up a stat because it it affects also like your muscle recovery. So if you're training a lot, it affects the way your 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 muscles are recovering. So it's impacting your workouts. Even if you don't feel like it is via calories, for example, like if you're someone that's watching that or um or whatever, like it does impact your body. So even if it's not in an obvious way and you can power through. So I guess we're just growing up and wanting to like health is wealth. You know, and, and even one drink, I think James Smith talks about it in a few like a few of his mm-hmm. podcasts, and he like even one drink, like completely like affects your sleep and affects like mm. I don't know. It just it's interesting to think about. I don't drink really in the week, so I was probably probably where you were like, oh, I'm sort of can keep that balance, but yeah. I do. Necess- even if I have a weekend off, I feel like oh my god, I'm. I'm, I'm, oh my god I'm amazing I've had one weekend off can you believe it you feel <laughs> so healthy right yeah I'm like oh my body's a temple really having one weekend off that shouldn't be a challenge and I yeah. find it embarrassing that it's a, like an achievement to have one weekend off mm. and then I'll get health anxiety I actually yeah. will I'll like some, on a Sunday I'll just be like 
oh my god, the amount of weeks that you've drank consistently. Yeah. It'll, that'll freak me out. Yeah, but that's so true about the achievement part. I feel like, it shouldn't actually be that much of an achievement. That It should almost be the norm, really. Yeah. Like, you don't want to tell anyone how to live their life, but surely it should sway the other way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I've had that. Like, I love it when it's a celebration. Like, that's our... No regrets, or it's like a particularly good night, and there's an amazing like techno DJ or like someone in yeah. someone's in town and then you have a great night and I you know having a bed in, like a day in bed like can be fun or <laughs> you're like oh yeah, I don't think it's sure. that bad I think it's it's all in your intention I think what's um what's like a biggest um like your biggest takeaway or like learning from your sober experience from your journey through like being more sober curious and just a relationship with alcohol um it's it's. I think I've learned to like myself a lot more. Yeah. Um, and oh, that's beautiful. I, yeah, I think the further you get away from the things that have made you feel guilty or shameful, and they, they, they still happen recently, but you do start to forgive yourself a lot easier. And I think I definitely like myself more. And I've also found that I can still be fun, likeable, um, someone that people want to be around without alcohol. And that was something that I was very scared of, given the identity mm. that I created for myself in my 20s. And I would say, to be honest, like, I'm probably more likeable now. I'm more considerate of other people. Mm. I'm more considerate of things that I see yeah. um, and how how I present to the world. So that's probably... Oh, that's that's a really nice takeaway. Yeah. What's what's one takeaway that you've had from Taylor's story, Bells? Um, I'd say for me, it's just sort of the. I don't know, like how you, sort of how you went about it, and like you felt like you you felt like a bit on your own, and you like reached out and like the the podcasts and the books and that kind of, um, how that like segued and realizing that like now a lot of people are like that's something that I think. I'd like to explore more because mm. I have started as much as I do cherish like the drinking memories I am starting to think I don't need to do I don't mm. need it every weekend so I'd like to sort of take on some of your tips and see yeah. what whether that could be something that I can instill more in my life mm. I think for me I I think I just love the relatability of it because I think I go through these kind of thought patterns I'm like and you do think you've got to be extreme about it or, like, you know, I can never drink again in my life. And I need to say to all my friends, right, this is my boundary. I'm not going out with you if it's alcohol related. So it doesn't have to be so, like, bloody, like, <laughs> intense. Yeah. Or you could just start creating those boundaries for yourself and you don't need to blame anyone else either. And you don't need to judge anyone else. You just need to stay in your lane and just go through your yeah. journey, whatever that looks like for you. Again, like, whether that means moderation or not, what what is your intention with alcohol and what what do you want to do with it and exploring all the different ways in that um I think as well like one piece is that I also feel like going out is so fun if you're a social person we've got three social girls that probably have all related to the party girl identity like I feel like I don't get FOMO at all now because I feel like it's it's not a night that I haven't experienced before and has it been fun? Yes, but I've been on a million nights out. I've been on a million nights out. Like I know I'm not gonna miss out on this night out. Yeah. Like I don't get the FOMO anymore. I get Jomo. Yes. Joy, Joy, Joy missing out. I'm like, oh secretly like oh yeah. actually oh. 
I think also that comes with age though. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Not that we're not that we're particularly grannies. Um <laughs> but I think in your late twenties you do start to not mind missing out on things. I, I think it would be very difficult for anyone listening to this who's in their early twenties thinking about this and I, I I do understand that would be really difficult. I guess mm. the one piece of advice I would say that really, really helped me as well, that I should have said earlier. Um, is fill your time up with other things that mm, are yes. fun. So one big thing for me, um, and this isn't just because you're sitting here, Cam, but one big thing for me <laughs> was joining um, Vicious Cycle, mm. the spin studio. Um, and I got a lot of joy and excitement and buzz from spin because it's actually a little bit like going out there's music there's people it's there's like a in a room. Yeah, right? <laughs> so there's all of those elements that i really enjoyed of of that kind of party lifestyle but it was in a positive way and mm. and you kind of get the highs and and all that from from the people around you and the endorphins and things yeah. so and that might not be for everyone but i would say try and fill up your time that you have when you, when you stop drinking you you have so much spare time you're yeah. you're not hung over on a saturday or sunday anymore and and you need to fill that up and do things mm. and bring you joy because otherwise you you feel feel a big void yeah and also creating the plans that you want like if you're yeah. sitting there complaining like all oh, my all my friends want to do is drink like have you actually arranged anything yourself that doesn't involve drinking Absolutely. like why don't you have a dinner and like you play board games or something mm. i don't know like i want to do a poetry night because my friend's recently gone into poetry. She's writing these phenomenal poems. She's come back from this retreat. She's turned into like this. She was always a goddess. But I'm like, oh my God, I'd love to do like a poetry night. And, and if you're getting like triggered by that or like, mm, but like maybe it's whatever that is to you, yeah. like creating space for things that you enjoy yeah. um, that don't involve drinking, like create what you want. Like, yeah. yeah. You've got to be that influence. You've like, got to be you, that. If you want to oh see my it. God, like, yeah. Yeah. And so many people are curious about like how often is it when you speak up about something about like oh I just feel like I'm drinking and they're like oh my gosh me too or how many people probably came up to you or oh my god you stopped drinking or probably shared yeah I've been wanting to stop drinking or oh my god you feel that too because they don't feel alone yeah and I think a lot of people are like how many times does someone say oh my god I'm never drinking again all the time everyone's like I'm off it this weekend or the weekend off like it's just constant if it was that good for you surely you wouldn't have to say that constantly you know what I mean Surely it's something to explore. Like I don't say that, oh, me in the gym, oh, God, I really smashed the gym this week and we're going to need a break. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to need to just not, never go again. Like, the things that are good for you, I feel like they're, even if you have, like, a little time off, they, they pull you back in because they're so, they're so positive. Just something to consider. No, definitely. So thank you yes. so much for thank sharing you for your story. Me. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. much for sharing. I feel like that was really valuable and yeah. I think a lot of people find it relatable that you're still in the process, in the journey, which is very this podcast. It is all very in the journey. <laughs> yeah, it's just been really amazing to hear how you found it and sharing. Thank you. Well, thank you for ways. holding this space for me to talk about this as well. It's obviously quite um, a personal thing, so it's, yeah. it's good to have people around who make you feel comfortable to share your, your story and your journey. Aww. So thank you. Thank you so much, Taylor. Well, if you manage to get back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.